Welcome to a Drop Tent Media Production. The Porcupine with Adam Nutter. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the third episode, I believe, of The Porcupine. Uh, I am your host, Adam Nutter. Uh, thanks for joining me again. Uh, with me in studio, I probably the only in studio guest I'm gonna fucking get because every libertarian doesn't live around me. Uh, <laughs> give it up for the host of the Brian Nichols Show, my man himself in studio, Brian Nichols. What's up, What's Adam? Up, man? How you doing, my man? Good man. Thanks for coming down. Yeah, face to face. I like face, it, right? Because every time I done your show, you were on Nerds Words before we changed uh, to Cult of Us. Yep, you were on the old uh, podcast, Classic. and it was all fucking just virtual. Yeah, it was all. I- and it's, what's great is that now we can actually get this face-to-face thing back together, so we don't have to worry about possibly killing Grandma, um, <laughs> which, I mean, candidly, I don't think that was really an issue that we had to be too concerned about no, from the but, onset if we just were smart. Yeah, but also my grandparents are dead. So, oh, well, know. there you go. Yeah, so I guess that, that solved the God suffering. already did that. <laughs> COVID didn't have to. God did. Uh, that, I, don't even, I don't even believe in God. It's fine. Is there a God that has to? I don't know. And my dad's philosophy is aliens. I was like, you know what? Dude, did you watch um, Unacknowledged yet on Amazon yeah. Prime? Holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> Stephen yeah. Greer and like yeah. um, then what was the next one? Close Encounters of the Fifth oh, Kind? Yes. Yes. Dude, I know. It's interesting. It's interesting. Because like, think about it, right? Like we're libertarians. So yeah. we're, I mean, we're, we're guns ablaze and we're already talking about like libertarian conspiracy <laughs> theories. Yeah, but yeah. like we're preconditioned to at least like be skeptical of government. Yeah. Right? So – all of a sudden, we're hearing all these stories of, of you know, all these interdimensional space beings, right? <laughs> yeah. And uh, guess what happens? All of a sudden, uh, you have, uh, what's his name? Um, Stephen Greer. Go yeah. ahead with uh, all these other government officials. And they start releasing treasure troves of all this classified information. And yeah. then, like, right before the documentary comes out, what happens? The CIA is like, shit. <laughs> yeah. And they release yeah, everything. everything. And then you're like, huh. I should have. I didn't think we were talking about UFOs or I would have pulled this video, <laughs> but they were they just the Pentagon just released the most like clear video of them chasing a UFO. And it was like they they said, not what I said, they said a couple of hundred feet over a city. And they're chasing it and they're keeping up with it. And then this thing flies over the I forgot where in America it was, but it was a coastal town. Fly they're tracking over the city, goes over the city, goes over the ocean, and just goes into the ocean. That's wild, but and you, you and it's there, and, and you watch it. You we yep. can watch this right now. I, again. I don't know the video. I don't know where I even saw it, but they just really and I was like, why are we not talking about this more? Like, why is it well, not- so that's <laughs> one of the reoccurring themes. Yeah. It's funny. So I know we were going to talk about like media stuff yeah, today. We'll, we'll get there. But right. one of the themes of both unacknowledged and then his second documentary, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind, is this whole concept of putting things out there in plain sight and mm. making it like, yeah, it's there. It's 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 part of the treasure trove of information right. that we have available, but partly there's just so much noise out there. There's so much content out there. It's hard for us to decipher fact, fiction, opinion. It yeah. and then all of a sudden it's like, okay, well, yeah, they're acknowledging this, but there's also they're acknowledging other things too. So let's prioritize our outrage and and maybe let's let's prioritize the, the likelihood of things. So like they're acknowledging basically that they've encountered unidentified flying objects, UFOs, which right. we consider like called aliens. Right. And and they're like just casually admitting it. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 wild, especially like the Pentagon literally for, since its inception of like uh like Roswell that whole time. They're like, "Hey man, aliens don't exist. Like you guys are fucking crazy, okay? We looked into it." Yeah. And we're telling you that everything <laughs> we looked into is explainable. And then but literally a 18 there was n- there really wasn't any like slow. It was no. like Guys, by the way, uh, we actually have aliens. Yep. And everyone's like, wait a minute. There's an election. Funny how that on. works. Yeah. <laughs> like, because remember, they dropped that right like, like right before the election. Mm-hmm. Like, re- like the summer of yep. the election, like, that's when they really started pushing yeah. it. And then it was also during all the uh, unrest. And it's always, they always drop the alien shit when there's unrest going on or like an election going on where we're so prioritized with something else. Like, also, there's aliens. Yeah. Well, this is supposed <laughs> to be like part of the right and the the next step from war on terror is now war on aliens Aliens. right and and part of the documentary now i'm not telling anyone to to 
you know, go ahead and believe a documentary just from watching a documentary. But yeah. like part of the narrative that has been promoted has been pretty much followed through step by step as was said it was going to since the 90s, essentially. Mm-hmm. And now we're in this war on terror phase. Right. And and one of the, the next steps that's supposed to be coming is the war on aliens. And it's supposed to be this collectivizing of the human race right. to be focusing against the aliens as one, one, not nation, but one world. One world, one being against another being. Right. right. And, and that is kind of scary. It's the Watchmen. More or less. It, it's exactly the Watchmen, yeah. right? I mean, Ozymandias. I mean, under the movie, they changed it to you know, it's Doctor Manhattan. He made like the Doctor, but in the book, in the novel, the graphic novel, Ozymandias he goes, "Hey, there's gonna be a nuclear fall between us and, and Russia, so I'm gonna I'm gonna transport interdimensional aliens here. They're gonna kill billions of people, and then we're gonna go. Hey, look, we have to unify against this fucking alien threat. That's literally the Watchmen." Yep. That's literally, uh, and it, now that's going to be. And this, it's all yeah. tactics, too. Yeah. So, like, and if let's take that, apply it to politics. How often do we see the, the two major parties? Mm-hmm. They will use the exact same divide and conquer mentality, but then it's we have to rally against that group that that is trying to conquer us. And, then, and we see this, this ebb and flow back and forth, and we've gotten to the point now where instead of it just being this this power balance in the United States, it's going to become, eventually, a power balance for the entire control of the, the world. Right. <laughs> which, which is like, it's so even wild to think about, but it, it's there. We're, we're seeing things start to unwind a little bit, like the peek behind the curtain. Right. The CIA just, again, casually releasing those documents. Like, I mean, how many times the past year has Alex Jones been right? That's the thing is like he gets so much shit and deservedly so. Right? No, for sure. Yeah. It's, it's I'm not even saying that. I'm just but but he's been right. <laughs> right. So you can't discredit everything. Well, that's what they try it, to do. It's anybody, not fair. Anybody who but he's also said bastard crazy stuff. Exactly. To be fair. Yes. So there is that balance of like, well, that was crazy, but you were right about Bohemian Grove. Right. Like we we all watched the video. It's there. We could all watch the video still of 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 him in the woods filming a bunch of creepy rich elitist dudes in the woods in front of a giant owl statue. Like we saw it. By the way, how many folks do you think listening to this are like, wait, what? Oh, that's yeah. a thing. Well, maybe a lot because we're libertarians. That's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> but but that's the thing. And like I'm like that's not a conspiracy. That's a real video that, that really happened. happened. Yes. They, by the way, it's even like a, they even admit that it's a group. Yep. So it's not a conspiracy. No. But it was at the time. Yeah. Well, it's funny how all these conspiracies turn out to not be conspiracy like 30, 40, 50, 60 years later. I mean, it was a conspiracy to even question the notion that JFK might have been assassinated by the U.S. government. And then in this new treasure trove of documents that was released, they kind of just admitted it. And it's like, I mean, they don't come out and say it, but like if if, if we can use our critical thinking skills without being called racist. connecting the lines. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Like we we can, we can kind of deduce what right. the the actual you know time ty- ty- it's the the guy from always sunny in philly you know oh charlie yeah the, exactly things uh, like uh, pepe exactly yeah. <laughs> so like that, that's what we pepe silver <laughs> but that's that's uh, and what sucks is that's how we get framed and yeah. and as we start to have more technology available as we're able to do what we're doing here having a conversation without the gatekeepers and we're able to reach people who are genuinely curious and this kind of goes into like my sales executive uh, mentality is like meeting people where they're at entering the conversation right. they're already having in their mind so this gives us a chance to start talking about topics that we care about and if somebody else cares about it they can go ahead and search and find a long form conversation about a, a topic that probably isn't being discussed in the mainstream news. So it gives them a different avenue. And as we have more of these conversations, more of the technology advances, I think we're just going to see more of this kind of conversation permeate throughout our culture. And it's going to get people more and more skeptical of just official narratives, which I think is a good thing. Honestly, Adam. I think so. No, 100%. This is what I always puzzles me, uh, especially, I guess, in today's climate. And I can only speak on America, right? On Americans anyways. But it's like, if you tell people... Again, like not non libertarians, like people right on the right or left, and, and you go like, uh, you say like, oh hey, A, B, and C is true, and like what they're telling you isn't true. Right? They get mad at you. Yep. But not mad at like the fact that like they're being lied to. Yeah. Well, think what ha- that requires. That requires yeah, them I, to basically yeah. have to acknowledge that their entire worldview is a lie. Yeah. That's a big. That's a big slap in the face for a lot of people. 
I was um before uh, before we were uh you showed up we were talking off mic about this SNL bit that just came out like two weeks ago and I I don't know the name of the bit but it was essentially like uh an all black game show and you had a black host and three black contestants and the black host was like I think it was like will you take the vaccine that was the bit mm, and okay. the black host is like will you take the vaccine and then the whole each the whole bit was like each contestant was like ah. uh. But the but they were writing it like they are stupid for questioning it, and I'm like, did the KKK write this bit? Because right. if any group of Americans should <laughs> it's, be, it's the woke racist, uh, yeah, video. It's like we agree so much. Right. Yeah. I'm like, if any group of Americans should be distrustful of the government of a vaccine, it should be the black Americans because the Tuskegee experiment literally. By the way, 1972. That wasn't so far away. I, and this is the thing, too, that drives me crazy. Is, and I'll hear people talk about this. Like, oh, come on. That was so long ago. I'm like, it wasn't. It wasn't. That it, was grandma. Like, come also, on. Also, by the way, so long. Like, the, they won't do it again. I don't understand why. It's like, but there's always, the government's always doing something to somebody all the time. Why? why what is this? Oh, that was so long ago thing. I don't understand that. I, I, I really don't. It's like, well, they're still doing it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Joe Biden literally helped write the 1994 yeah. crime bill. Like, and now he's president and talking about red flag laws for people who have marijuana. Yeah, yeah. The marijuanas. Well, Kamala Harris. <gasps> oh, of course. I mean, she only incarcerated all of the black community where she's from. While she herself was smoking the marijuanas. <laughs> yeah. Of course. And as, as we're smoke, like, we can smoke easily. And it's like people literally lost their livelihoods over weed. And then she laughs about it. And again, she's a, oh, she's ridiculous. Again, and we say this. And people will get mad at us. I'm like, aren't you be mad you about be mad <laughs> about the people's lives who got ruined for weed? Yes. Well, <laughs> and right there, what you just said, and, and that's partly on us. We haven't been effectively communicating to people how important the policies are, because what happens more often than the, the left can embrace the the narratives because they control a lot of times the culture the media exactly so so what what do we control nothing exactly so (laughs) what we have to do is to instead of you know fighting against that well we're always in last place because we don't control anything mentality we have to start focusing on things that we can control and Mm -hmm. the things that we can control is the way that we speak to people maybe we don't have the ability to have a big microphone but when we're talking to like the individual person make that person feel like the most important person in the world yeah. and validate on 100 no 1000% validate their concerns if they tell you that like they they want free healthcare because their healthcare costs are so high their concern isn't for free healthcare their concern is the healthcare right. costs so now it's on you as an op, you know a libertarian right. to go ahead and sh- help show the value right well hey what if we were able to like get rid of the, those healthcare costs in the first place well, like wouldn't that be a better solution to start maybe right get them to start thinking about things differently and it requires us though not to say well you shouldn't be concerned about that here's what you should be concerned about let's talk about the fed right Uh, yeah like yeah that's important but like your average person doesn't even know the beginnings of monetary policy to have that conversation we're at level 1000 in terms of like the political acumen that we speak yeah they're on level like three no, and you're right, and I, that's something I personally have to work on myself because I'm. We all do. Because I, <laughs> I will definitely, again, be thinking 18 steps ahead, and yep. I'm like, "What the fucking Fed?" Like you said, the right, Fed, right. and they're like, "What's the Fed?" I'm like, "Ah," yeah. and, and like I'll get mad, and I shouldn't. And think about it. That's yeah. in, that's entirely by design. Yeah. Because where do they go to school? Right. The public schooling system. Right. So how many times did you learn about the Fed in school? Zero. Right. I right. learned about it in 2008. <laughs> I, well, and that's the thing is like, I know I went to college and I, I had heard about the Fed, but I didn't know about like how the Federal Reserve worked. Dude, um, do you ever watch Zeitgeist? No. Okay. I'm, dude. Okay. Documentary. It's definitely available somewhere. Okay. It's called Zeitgeist. No, it is. You laugh. It's called Zeitgeist. Z-E-I-T. It's, it, it opens up pretty heavy it opens up with like the lie of jesus christ okay, <laughs> so okay. It opens up wow fucking crazy but <laughs> hold on but it covers like every it's on the third on the third guest you had in the show is that, is that right okay. yeah gotcha okay well, my point is though it covers like every conspiracy like known to like man but that's what it opens with but it does cover the fed and this is how i learned about the fed is this in this documentary when they're like so the Fed is private, and I was like, "What? Like, you don't up, know what? that the Fed's a private bank?" And like, here's how it works: for every million dollars, and this is just a hypothetical number, but like every million dollars they loan to the U.S. government, they get ten million in interest. And you're like, "Hold up, 
that math does not and work. And you go, <laughs> right. So, but even before you get that math, that's where you go, okay, but how do they get the 10 million interest from? Because if they're, if we're as a country borrowing money, right. And who's paying their interest? Go on. <laughs> and you're like at 20 years old, 21 years old, I, I, I'm like learning this and I'm like, I feel like I've been lied to. <laughs> like you're just sitting there, you're like, sure. right. And yeah. then that's when you start to realize it. And you're like, and then you, go, you do your own research. And literally, again, this is back when, uh, uh, before DuckDuckGo and shit, right? Yep. But, and you Google it. And even then, Google was like, no, this is the Fed. This is what we're, and they just tell you. Yep. And then, like, and I'm like, oh, this isn't a conspiracy. This is just how it is. And then no one knows that. And then you tell people that, and they're like, nah. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, no, it really is. <laughs> it's, well, it's think about it. What, when, and this kind of facilitate our original conversation is like, who do people learn from? They learn uh, yeah. from the public schooling sector. They learn from the media. The media, they're informers. That's who they're supposed to be learning from. And then they learn from their friends. And and who do their friends learn from? <laughs> right? right. Or, or, or college. Maybe right. they go to college. But I, I think I saw, uh, I think it was Corey DeAngelis. Oh, he's, he's great. Oh, he's, yeah. But he was actually in episode uh, 200 for my, my program. Yes. Um, yep. Great uh, school choice, by the way. Yeah, like oh, that's, that's that's probably top one or two issues besides the lockdowns. Like, oh, oh, yeah, there's so many. Um, uh, you, you, I'm sure you got the Mises Caucus email at the beginning of the year yep. with uh, the five uh, points to hammer home yep. and those were on point and one that i think isn't talked about enough is defense against police slash rioters yeah and the we fact saw that, that in philly oh and but before i forget the thought yeah, the, sorry, the, the, for the college yes sorry. i think it was 97 percent of this the faculty were like either democrat yeah liberal progressive you right. know, something of those like the, the self-identifying so where are people are learning from it obviously it's going to impact what they believe to be the world just because that's the confines of really how it's been exposed to them. And and to your point, yeah, like we need to be focusing on those things that are directly impacting like people right now. Yeah. And that's, that's where Trump, like people would look at Trump and say, like, I love you, Mr. Trump. And, and I'd be like, that's weird. Like, yeah, yeah. Loving a politician, but there's right. something about them saying the word love. And as a sales guy, there's two things that we know in sales that always will sell fear and love. Right. So them saying they love Trump, that means that he sold them on an emotional on something, level. Right. right. Were they completely because love is a strong emotion. So yes. it's hate and fear, mm -hmm. but but love Because love that's love different, you, man. you have, harder. Yeah, because you're yeah. connected versus right. fear is a is a self protection mode, right? right? You're making right. sure that you're pushing the bad away, whereas love is you're keeping it close right. and embracing. So for them to to say I love Trump, I then put the, the thinking cap on and I'm like, well, why, why would they be in, in a, a condition to want to love a politician like Trump so quickly mm -hmm. and so fervently, man? Like, yeah. it was, it's like, a, it's like, Rabid. oh my God, it's insane. And then I started to think, it's like, well, think about the past 20, 30 years. Like I'm old enough to remember, you know, it's like the Pepperidge Farm uh, bit from Family Guy. The uh, Pepperidge Farm remembers. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I remember in, like, the 2010s, I went to CPAC. And I remember, I think it was Newt Gingrich oh, did um, yeah. a speech at CPAC. Was it Newt? I think it was Newt. And basically was saying, like, how just terrible the corporate media is. And, and the crowd went wild. And you think about how many years a lot of folks in the right have been, honestly, gaslit. Because... They've been told what they believe yeah. by the corporate media. And those who aren't them, and them being the conservatives, take what they're being told as this is what part of the country believes as truth. Whereas the other part of the, pe the people who actually are the ones being described, they're like, that's not at all what I believe. I saw a very interesting tweet from The Hill, uh, their actual official Twitter. And it was like, uh, black gun ownership on the rise in america which is great mm -hmm. we, you and i love to hear that right yep. now i was like i gotta read the comment section i gotta i gotta see what the fuck people are saying and again you guys can go look this tweet up yourself and see what you guys see but this is what i saw and this is 100 percent honest you go down there and if people were on the left i, I started clicking profiles so I, you know and then i would click profiles and one guy's like you know proud conservative the other guy's like you know liberal he him whatever i'm like all right so you, you're getting the base of who these people are Every person on the left was like, this is just now great. Oh, now the right's going to ban guns because they don't want to see black people have guns. Every single person left. Every single person on the right was like, that's awesome. Gun ownership on the right. Yeah. How about that? 
So I didn't see a single conservative be like, fuck. There's, no, I'm sure there might have been. I'm not saying there wasn't. Right. I'm just saying. And you know what they would do? They I didn't take, see it. They would take that one and be like, yeah. several conservative accounts have yeah. said. And you like click on, on Jim Bob's account. It's like Jim Bob 48624. And he's got like yeah. three followers. Yeah. He's like followed by like two no-name accounts. Exactly. That's who they're talking right. about as like. Many accounts say, right. and and it's literally Kathy Newman to Jordan Peterson. So what you're saying is, yes. and yes. that's that's I, I actually did a tweet about this the other, uh, like a couple weeks ago, and I was like, if you were to ask your average uh, conservative to explain to somebody, an impartial third party, what a, a liberal or progressive or Democrat believes, nine times out of ten, they're gonna get pretty close to yeah. what they actually believe. But if you were to ask the the flip it right yeah, ask yeah. the democrat the progressive socialist to t describe what a libertarian or a conservative or a republican yeah. <laughs> what they believe i can almost guarantee it's going to be some caricature that they have been taught or they've been conditioned to believe that that's who that person is there was a crazy poll it was actually kind of scary when you were talking to people on the left the number one thing that they were concerned about heading into 2021 do you know what it was i can't even imagine trump voters Oh, Trump voters. The number one thing that Republicans are worried about: health care and lockdowns. I was going to say the economy. <laughs> so think about that. The 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 right yeah. was more concerned about policy, whereas the left was more concerned about people, and that speaks a lot to how we're approaching government. A lot of folks in the left have looked to government to replace some type of religious mentality right mm -hmm. some higher calling right because if you're in the the you know major christian world you look at god as the ultimate judge at the end of the day and it's not on us to be you know the judges ourselves but rather to show and live a, a christian life and then let judge be the judge uh, the, the judge at the end of the day right. so god's the judge at the end of the day but we are now overtly non-religious and we are now embracing this idea of well government is our new church government is our new our new means of judging moral good or bad well guess what who controls government people so now we're conditioning people to look at government as a means to delegate moral goods and bads right. versus letting government be the means to set some type of like standard for like equal application under a law which i, I obviously is a horribly dangerous road to do right but, but, um, but, but like if we're going to yeah. take what it was intended to do which obviously like policy intentions don't really matter you don't look at the actual outcomes so you think about that though it really speaks to why we've seen this this constant schism split further and further and further apart over the past 10 15 years is because as more on the left, you've seen this embrace of using government to help institute moral good. What happens is we get into the fear mode again, right? Yeah. We get right back into it. So what's the right do? They're like, well, damn it. I have to focus on policy now. Right. And they try to focus on policy and, and make it so the policy is now fighting against the pull more and more of the moral do-goods from the left. So we see, and to quote uh, Michael Malice, yeah. progressive, or conservatism is just progressivism driving the speed limit. Right. What, what we're seeing right. is a trying to hold these institutions back from the progression of the progressives by the conservatives instead of just acknowledging the elephant in the room and that is that the systems are inherently broken broken right so what do we need to do we need to be able to like scale back and focus more back on local um elections so like focusing right. on your, your local i mean good god dude we went through the entire pandemic we can all sit here in philadelphia and say how awful it was for like in my area i went four and a half weeks without my trash being picked up Four and a half weeks. Oh, right. Well, you guys, I'm in Bucks County, so it was a little different. It was a but, hot, yeah, you guys hot mess. Yeah, it's fucked. I'm sitting, I'm like, I, I would sit outside, I'm like, I can't walk outside without it smelling like garbage. And mind you, this is like in August. So it's, it's like, like legitimately, 85. it's actually like a health hazard stuff too, and garbage that get picked up for that long. Guess, but like, guess yeah. what? Who runs the, uh, the, who runs the, the, <laughs> the garbage collection here? It's a city government monopoly. Right. And like, if that doesn't speak to the inherent flaws that we see when our local governments are so inept, why are we focused? Like, and, and I know we have to get ballot access. I know we can use the presidential elections as like a yeah, means. But it's. But like, we had to focus local. That's why what Spike's been doing, and I'm sorry yeah. to put a, a rant here, but like, no, Spike good. Cohen has been going yes. around focusing on local elections, yep. helping those candidates win. Because guess what? That's going to that impact people way more. Right now. Way more than presidency. And guess what that's going to do? That's going to show people in that community, like, oh, that libertarian idea, which went into policy that made my life better. 
that can be applied now on a macro level. Exactly. It, well, it's not us just talking about it. It's us showing how it's done, doing it, and then having a case study to refer back to. I mean, uh, Neil and I were driving home from a gig last week, and I mean, we were talking about just like the Derek Chauvin trial and all that shit, and just like that, you know, the trial itself, just like just the criminal justice system is broken. <laughs> like that's for, and again. Oh yeah. Oh, you're good. Um, Sorry. No, you're good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I swear to God, I'm not Italian either, which is the funniest part. I'm French-Scottish. No, so. I know. You're blocking Adam's confused face. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's that you and Neil both sit there. It's weird. You're both 6'5", so you both goddamn have wingspans yeah. of eagles. I know. Sorry. <laughs> Vultures. No, but uh, we, no, we were just talking about how, like, again, Neil's not a libertarian at all. He's, he leans left for sure. But, like, we were just both agreeing, like, yeah, the criminal justice system's broken. Yep. So we, that's it. We could all agree on that. Yes. We could all agree. That's what I'm saying. If we, if the, li the libertarians, the left and the right could all be like, well, that's fucked up, huh? But it's not being fixed. What does that tell us? That means it's, it, it's not us versus each other. Right. It's us versus them. They want to be us versus each other. Bingo. Bingo. <laughs> and that's why we have to, instead of just, but and I'll take what you're saying and take it a step further, right? Instead of just acknowledging that there's something wrong, is then it's on us to start offering the solutions that are not government. Because think about our friends on the left. Sorry, I'm doing it again. Think about our <laughs> friends on the left. I realize I caught myself. Um, our friends on the left, their solution is through government, right? So we need to start presenting private free market alternatives to the government solution so when they say well what's going to happen to these people when we take them off welfare we say ha ha gotcha we got another program right here ready to go and guess what it's completely you know run by the free market run by donors whatever yeah. you want to do because if people all of a sudden have 10 15 twenty thousand dollars more in their paycheck every single week right. or every single week every single year yeah, then, then guess what that's going to really add up in terms of what they can do for those those feel good things and right. and that's that's where the the difference comes. But right now we talk pie in the sky. We can talk about it, but I mean I, I can't really think off the top of my head if that's out there. Do, do you know what the third biggest health insurance I think don't uh, like? Isn't uh, it GoFundMe? Yeah, it's GoFundMe. Yep. Think about that. It's private. Yeah. And somebody tweeted, they were like, uh, GoFundMe wasn't intended to be a health insurance program. And it's like, yeah, but neither was the federal government. <laughs> right. I'm sorry, it right, wasn't right. right? And, well, and if you look at Canada, right, and they're like, well. If you pull, I think most Canadians are like, no, we go to America for anything serious because yeah. their wait times is months. Insane. It's months. And that's people don't understand. And, and by the way, it's not free when you're paying taxes for it. Right. So it's not free. Nothing's free. No. <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm sorry, but nothing. It's as obvious as like, like basic economic, right? Nothing's it's that, it's that uh, cartoon with the, the wife and the husband and the, the Uncle Sam, and he's giving the guy a dollar. And, she, and he's like, ha, free money. And the wife's like, he has your wallet. Right. That's what it is. Right. It's, uh, but again, you, you, they're like, you know, I go to, I, I cancer with a Michigan. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, because yeah, you might be paying definitely more money for it, but you're going to live maybe. I mean, if you have a better chance to live it, you know, right. I mean, it's, it's, uh, fucking wild. Um, actually, oh, no, I did want to talk about it because we're both Pennsylvania guys. Uh, and we're both Mises guys too, is, um, uh, where I live in Bucks County, uh, I'm going to be running for vice chair. Okay, fucking, cool. uh, just the local Bucks County uh, Libertarian Party. Nice. Um, we have a bit of a problem. They're not even going to hear this. It doesn't matter. By the time they hear this, it'll be way too late, honestly. But like, <laughs> it doesn't matter. People see this be like, this is a month old. I'm like, I'm sorry. I, but we're still having fun, damn it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, so as you know, the Mises Caucus is trying to uh, I, I, uh, unify the whole party and, and, and put a lot of Mises guys and Mises yep. guys and gals in charge because we think this is the way to go. This yeah. is the way to turn the party. Um, in Bucks County, our chair doesn't even live in Bucks County. Okay. He lives in Montgomery County. We find out because now we have like 15 Mises guys in the, in, in the group because we all unified and came together. And there's only like a handful of non-Mises people in the group. We find out, come to their old shittily held notes in the private, in the past meetings that one day uh, they just kind of all put themselves in charge. They, I, I'm, I'm not kidding. Like we, we, like I we know checked, you're not. That's we, why I'm laughing. Like we checked their note, like the meetings, and they're barely even notes. They're barely taken. And then, we, yeah, we couldn't really figure out how it happened. We're all trying to figure out in the group chat, like, what the fuck? Now, here's where the shit gets even wilder. Uh, this one guy starts popping off on Facebook about Michael Heiss and the Mises Caucus and how we're liars and all this, you know, usual slander that we get as, as a Mises group. 
I was like, cool, man. Well, I'm going to see you next month. So last month's meeting, uh, he bailed before I could even confront him. Oh. Gone. Now, during that meeting, the, 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 the chair, John, his name is John. He, one of our guys just asked, he goes like, Hey, when are the officer elections again? And he was like, Oh, we just had him actually. The next time they were in the set, like he acted like a catty girlfriend, like getting mad. And we're like, okay, weird, but okay. Now we, again, we looked into the bylaws and stuff like that. Turns out they're just breaking all the rules. They're supposed to have elections that last month. They didn't. Right. So now after that meeting, John goes on Twitter and goes, I just stopped over the Mises Caucus in, in Bucks County. Nice try, ha! Huh? We're like, we never tried. We haven't tried yet. <laughs> we just asked a question, and now, like again, they're not. This is way going to come out after this meeting. So next next month's meeting in May, we're gonna uh, force an agenda to motion for an officer election and just fucking vote all them out because we have so many members. So I have not officially jumped on like official Mises Caucus, but I'm in the groups. Yeah, I, I've yeah. had Mises Caucus on the show, yeah, yeah. and. It's because I'm just I've looked at what has been put in place as like the the <laughs> the status quo solution that is the Libertarian Party hierarchy, and it just hasn't gotten us anything. Like, yeah, if, if we're gonna count votes, okay, we can count 2016 when it was the worst presidential candidate. As my phone goes off, oh, Gary the, the worst, yeah, the worst. yeah, the worst presidential candidate versus the second worst presidential candidate, uh, then Gary Johnson, yeah, and and he gets what was it. Four million mm. votes, something like that. Yeah. Um, we run Joe Jorgensen, who is very libertarian, yeah. but candidly not a great salesperson for liberty. Um, oh, well, she kind of, I mean, she fell flat on a lot of issues that she just didn't stick a up. A lot for. of unforced issues or, yeah. or unforced errors, yeah. and and now I think it's on. I, <laughs> I'm seeing the change, and part of it has been from this this conversation that we're having. We're seeing the approach to how we're actually advancing policy forward and getting things into into actual action versus just talking about this stuff. The pathway used to be libertarians would go from the libertarian party, fight for a few years, and then go to a think tank. Right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And that was and that was kind of the progression. <laughs> yeah. Whereas now what we're seeing is that there's more successes that we're seeing from from more, I would say, libertarians who are focused on issues that people care about. Surprise, surprise. And we're seeing more and more of the, the I want to say pragmatic libertarians, but like more of the establishment libertarians that, I don't know if I can call them establishment because it's such a little fish and little pond situation that we have right now. But as we, we see the pond is going to grow, which should be the goal. Right, of course. We're going to overtly bring in non-libertarians yeah. by the very nature of That's growing. What happens. So instead of being like all pissy about it, help educate them yeah. help enlighten them help inform them help me make them better versions of whatever entry-level libertarian they are exactly like yeah, i hear some left-leaning libertarians like oh the neocons to the right i'm like yeah 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 i'm like they're gonna come in by nature but we're gonna make them not be a fucking neocon hopefully and if they don't then see you later and larry man, said that you. larry's right. larry this is larry sharp's approach yep. he's like <laughs> in the larry sharp way Brian, I'll bring in the people, and you yeah. just gotta train them. <laughs> I'm like, yes, Larry, yes, tell uh, me more. Larry's, Larry, this is, I, I don't know how Larry's my friend. We're so opposite in like, and <laughs> like recruiting. He's like everybody. I'm like, fuck these people. <laughs> Larry don't the deserve best. to walk on the ground. <laughs> and, and you know what drives me crazy though is that like people will, will poo poo on Larry's approach, and then look at what Larry was able to so accomplish in New York. He accomplished so much. Come yeah. on, and like, and like that should be the model. And instead of like embracing that, people just want to to constantly be right and and this is something honestly why my show has taken such a turn over the past like six seven months has been because like i don't want to be like in a world where it's constantly libertarians out libertarian each other to be yeah. more right i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> i'm sorry like our goal should be right now as a movement collectively to make everybody's lives infinitely more Better. freer in their yeah. lifetime in our lifetimes yeah. and we can do it it's not going to be overtly through a libertarian party it's not going to be overtly through the democratic party it's not going to be overtly through the, the gop yeah it's not going to be overtly through politics it's going to be a multifaceted approach it's going to be through the technology it's going to be through educating people through like school choice alternatives it's going to be showing people policy prescriptions like getting um, the monopoly of violence out of our government and, and getting it more into like the people's hands once we're able to start getting things into action, 
that's when people are going to wake up that it's not just talk. And again, I, I don't mean to like always go back to this, but like we can say all day wrong how right we are. But until we show people, yeah. that's when it matters. People don't want to just go ahead and support people for feeling good. Yeah, like, you're right. Libertari- and I, I do a new Sunday candidate uh, highlight series on Sundays. And it drives me crazy when I hear them say like, we're the third choice. Fucking goodness. Who cares? <laughs> nobody cares you're if second you're a loser. Yeah, nobody cares if you're the third choice. You need to be the best choice. Yeah. What are you doing to be the best choice? One of my favorite memes uh, shitting on uh, ourselves is it's it's from Futurama and it's Professor Farnsworth and it's like a convention of so- other scientists and he's like don't listen to that crackpot down there and the scientist yells back but i'm agreeing with you and then the quote is like libertarians arguing with libertarians 100 <laughs> like my 100%. favorite my favorite quotes my favorite meme it's uh, so true it's though. so true though we are the worst <laughs> we're the fucking worst we are well and and it almost requires us to get out of our own way yeah like come on stop making our job so difficult no, I, I think i know what our I think I, cause I, I think I know what like the block is in our brain with it, and we have a, have a hard time getting through it, is because we're all like, hey, we're the fucking outsiders in the political thing, like right, like we should, like like you think like me, and they're like, yeah, and like yeah, and then they, they say something like, wait a minute, what? Like what? We were supposed to be together. That's not. And I know it's dumb, but that's what it is. Probably oh, tribalism's a big. It's a hundred percent that. Yeah, yeah, but instead of so, this is where we lose is because instead of acknowledging right. that tribalism is the real thing, we try to make it not be a thing. Right. It's like no, no, no. Tribalism has literally been a thing throughout all of human existence, yeah. forever. And guess what? It's going to be until like something happens where the interdimensional space demons go ahead and show us how to like use <laughs> consciousness to like communicate. We're going to have some type of tribal mentality because. It's either going to be protecting one's resources, protecting one's way of life and culture, whatever it may be. You're going to see people instantly gravitate towards those different communities. And instead of fighting against that, we should say this is going to happen. So instead of having government try to make everybody live together in this one big 300 million plus people country across 50 very vast Vast geographic states, states, like let's let people live as they see fit Fit. based on where they live. It's 2021. What the fuck are we doing? When we say that, that doesn't mean like murder is okay. No, laws still exist. We're we're still going to have laws. Like when we say that, people just think like, like, hey, I'm like, no, 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 no. You still can't murder. You still can't steal. That's why they got so freaked out when Texas in. ended their mask mandate. They were like, they're not going to wear masks you, anymore. You can still wear it. Right. But that, but that's the thing, right. Adam, is that when they hear no more mask mandate, that means that because there's no more mask mandate, people won't do it. Right. And that speaks to entirely how like the left looks at the, the government as a means to get policy done for like their idea of good. And in this case, their idea of good was protecting everybody from everybody else by yeah. making people wear a mask despite and i i had nick hudson from panda which is the pandemics data and analytics organization on my show he did an amazing talk that was actually censored on youtube it was the ugly truth about the lockdowns and thank god i had him on the show because it was like the day after it aired i think it got to like 470 some odd thousand views before it got nuked um but like digging into like the actual science behind the lockdowns and he's working with like scott atlas um dr gupta um uh goodness uh about a you know the the their Great Barrington Declaration. My brain just broke. AIAR. All three of those major uh, major epidemiologists. They were all part of the um the, the panda uh, organizations uh, boards and like focusing on like the actual science of the pandemics versus like the the mass hysteria yeah. uh, hysteria. And you look at states like Michigan, who right now as we're recording, their cases are just going up and up yeah, and up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Did their lockdowns and mask mandates not work? Yeah. Like I thought that's what was supposed to stop the pandemic, but it's it it. The narrative is breaking, and and this might be the best thing for libertarians right now. We're seeing across the board, people start to realize that the people who pretend to know what's going on are full of shit. Brian, I just say this all the time. I go, like, if you, if you guys don't think you're being lied to, Gavin Newsom was out at fucking French Laundry with 30 people that right. were definitely not his family. Nope. So, I mean, what are we... And Nancy Pelosi's getting... Fa- I'm, 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 I know there's two liberals I mentioned, but I'm sure Republicans are doing it too. I'm saying, yeah. like, everyone... All these politicians are out doing what they want, but they're the first ones to... Be, my favorite is all of them getting caught, like, fake putting on masks right yep. before they go to the podium. And again, this isn't conspiracy. I, watch the fucking videos. It ha- well, and that's... Like, the thing. like and, watch them yourself. And <laughs> we have to make sure that we're presenting the information and presenting this stuff in a way 
that your average person is going to be able to watch it and be like, oh, fuck. I watched this dude. They had they had, they filmed him walking f with like a, a team of people. They were all not wearing masks. It was Pete Buttigieg. To, oh, right? shit. Right right yeah. to the fucking, uh, right to the, behind, the curtains. Yep. And then he went, hold on. And he pulled it out, put it on. Yep. Walks to the podium and goes. Yep. Go, who is that for? Yep. I just watched you not. I watched you with seven people. Who, <laughs> none of you were a mess. Yeah. Because well, did, you guys didn't think you were being filmed. Did you see the Brian Stelter, um, the Chiron on CNN? And it's like, here, uh, most Fox News hosts haven't shared a photo selfie of their vaccine that's cards. That's virtual signal. That's, that's to say anybody. And by the way, this this would annoy me about last election. How many people, even on the right and libertarians, posted "I voted" stickers? I was like, who gives a fuck? That was very annoying. Because, like, I expected that from the left, but when I saw, like, the right and libertarians do it, too... It doesn't too, bother me as much, though. It does bother me. Really? It, yeah, it's virtue signaling. It's like, look what I did to better this country. And it's like, you're shut up. Because <laughs> you're not. You're not better no, in the no. country. But what, no matter what, who you voted for, you're not. So, that's the point. Hold it's, on. It's like, Isn't local elections important? I was just saying. I'm talking about the I'm talking about the presidential election. You know it's good when, Sorry. when you get like the, Sorry. the producer involved. Wow. Sorry. I meant the presidential election. Sorry. Okay. That's what I meant. But you know it what does because no, the president doesn't really doesn't matter. No. Well, and, and that, that was only, his point. That's if Ryan's you're point. only voting for president, though, especially only president, it doesn't really matter that much. But that's why it's so important on us to speak to the value of why we need to focus on local stuff. Right. And and we I mean, look at Philadelphia like you don't need to look no further than Philadelphia and how bad it's really gotten under just these more and more progressive policies. Didn't the mayor here. Didn't he get caught like in fucking Maryland when there was a <laughs> rule that you could not have any indoor dining and he went down to Maryland where yeah. they had less uh, restrictions so he could go eat. In, and he like got called out. I think it was Mark Vetri called him out, the uh, the very famous chef here in Philadelphia. And and like he did some half-assed apology, but like no, I'm sorry. The, the, this is quite literally let them eat cake. Yeah. Some animals are more equal than others. Oh, oh. So this this is not shit on the left the whole time. I'll, I'll throw a fucking two pieces of shit on the right in here. Oh, uh, well, this is two senators who sold their fucking stock. Oh, uh, Loafer and, and fucking uh, Burr. And, and um, it's the one lady from Georgia, right? Yeah, yeah, and, and, and the other dude. Yep. That's like selling the, you sold fellow American citizens out for fucking because you could have been easily could be like hey there's a fucking thing coming right but they were like oh what's what's gonna happen let's make sure we take our, our money out of the market first <laughs> like, before huh, it crashes huh yeah and then did you see her her not even her apology she's like I was just told yeah it's to a blind trust <laughs> I just did what I was told my money yeah. millions of dollars I yeah. mean I didn't fuck think you, about it you twice. it's like traitor shit in my eyes it really it really is it's well like, and and what well and then here comes the the best question we have to ask, what are you going to do about it? Right. Nothing, and, that, and that's it. They're, they're like, what? It, well, we, and again, some animals are more equal than others. And yeah. until we get this notion that we just got to put, we got to put better farmers or animals in charge. Like, no, right, right, it right. doesn't work. We've tried this. No, the, the lockdown hypocrisy from politicians is honestly, because again, you don't have to even convince people. You could just be like, well, watch this picture. Right. Look at this video. There's literally, Hundreds. Yes. It's not even two. There's hundreds of it. And not just of the big ones, even local politics, all up and down. And then you go on their Twitters and their or their official narratives and they're like, stay home, wear a mask, but they're not doing any of it. And then again, who should you be mad at? Me for telling you that? Right. Or them for doing whatever the fuck they want and not listening, mm -hmm. but making you stay the fuck home. Because last time, I mean, again, I'm anti anybody telling me what to do. And I'm... I, if my wife will be like, hey, don't do that, I'll be like, don't fucking, t even if she's right. It's just that I hate authority, right? It's like, tell me a different way not to do that. But for them just to, again, openly just walk around, again, the Gavin News, that Gavin Newsom picture, when I saw that, I was like, hey, what are we doing? Yeah. What are we doing here? Yeah. Well, and I think all of us, <laughs> all of us with critical thinking skills, we acknowledged from like the moment that the, the Black Lives Matter protest started, like, okay, so you can be outside and you'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just, that's what I'm saying, it, it, there's no consistency. No, no. So it's like, be consistent. But damn it, Adam, trust the science. <laughs> or or don't be trust consistent. Trust the experts, man. It, Stop critically thinking, I, just trust. I hate hypocrisy. It's it, And this we were talking about this on, on uh, Cult of Us a little bit last week, I think, uh, was um, this, this is a comic, and she kind of openly, randomly shown Shane Gillis again for not being hired by SNL, and then a bunch of people dig, dug up her old tweets. And then she got fired from Adult Swim. 
Wow. And then she was like, well, I deserved it. And I was like, you don't. You don't. Stop. And like, and like again, I, I fell victim to it too because at first I was like, good. And Stop like, being a useful idiot. Right. Because at first <laughs> I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah, that's what you fucking get. I was like, you know what? No, no, no. I don't want to be a hypocrite because like you don't deserve to lose your daughter for that. It's just, it's just, and like we shouldn't celebrate that. Right. Even though. It's fucked up. It's fucked up. Yeah. I'm like, and you were, but at the time when she tweeted though, she's like 23 now. When she tweeted though, she's probably like 18 years old. And, and you know like what? 17 and years I just old. did a podcast today. <laughs> we're going we're going to a video format for the show. And it was like a, a sneak peek. And it was about words mattering and how we've seen words change and lose their meaning over decades. And it's happening quicker and quicker. Yeah. Right? And as we lose the ability to like agree on what words mean, then how can we have a conversation about getting 300 million people to do the same thing when we don't agree what the word means in the bill? My wife does that. If we have an argument, I'll be like, well, that's not what you said. She's like, well, you know what I meant? I'm like, no, actually, we all agreed on the lexicon of the English language, and then you said the words, and then you're like, well, I didn't mean those words. Like, that's not how this works. I'm not a fucking mind reader. This is Bill Clinton. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's what's the definition of is, is. That, yeah. that, that, that's all it is. It's, it's Bill Clinton playing semantics. And and this is where we need as a, a movement to make sure that we're the ones being consistent. Don't be hypocritical. Like, stick to your principles. Stick to what you believe in. But also make sure that we're not preaching. Don't be the preacher. Don't People will go to the church when they want to go to the church. If you're out there and you're trying to get people interested in liberty, you got to be a salesperson. And, and, and at the end of the day... That requires you to enter into conversations, being genuinely curious, uh, and ask questions, and and then shut up. Listen to the answer. Yeah, I gotta they do will better tell with you, that myself. They will tell you what's wrong. I gotta do better with that myself. I'm definitely not good at that. It's it's tough because we have all the answers. We know that, and we want them to know that. <laughs> but like, even it, but even when we, say, I, I sound cunty when we say that, but it's like, yeah, but like I do feel that way. School choice is super important. Super but what, important. But what if I'm talking about school choice to a single parent, or no, I'm sorry, a single a single dude who doesn't have a kid. Oh he right, fuck? he's gonna fuck. Yeah. yeah, so like if I'm Jesse, do you care about school choice? Right. So like, so think about it. If, if I'm talking, if I'm talking to Jesse about school Just choice, your eyes. yeah, he's, he's gonna be like, "Fuck, okay, so what?" Actually, actually, uh, actually, you could go on my Jesse. I have a real question for you because Jesse's not a libertarian at all. He's uh, you're. You oh, this must have been painful for you. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's not that painful. I think there's just. Uh, I think what you're. I think the core of what you guys are trying to get to is true, but I think. You guys need to realize that, like, the media and all that shit just plays off of, like, whatever's going to make them money. Oh, 100 You know what I mean? 100%. And, like, and unfortunately, that's what they, they want to shut us up, though. And that's the danger, is that they're trying to use... So, oh, no, we no, no. Kind of, kind of, yes and no. Like, I don't disagree. Oh, Brian Stelter also, would silence you in a heartbeat. <laughs> but, but also, it's like, I don't think they're trying to silence us because they take cues from us. You know what I mean? And it's like... But they have to. Right. They have to it's keep their up. job. Think about, think about yeah, it. We, we, we are Look, a it's spark. Just, it's just distractions. But think about it. We, we are a spark mm-hmm. into the entire media industry and what we're doing yeah. that honestly wasn't really there until the advent of talk radio. Right. Right. So like in our doing what we're doing right here, think about this production quality and how this is going to come out at the end when it's done. Right. Mm-hmm. I remember watching Trevor Noah in the very beginning of the pandemic and he was awful like yeah it was like a skype video yeah. right so like they were they were playing and this is like millions of dollars of production oh, i know yeah he has right. a 21 million dollar home in malibu i think like, yeah, it was interesting to see people go to the youtube model but right. holy sh- but think about that that yeah. speaks to we're setting the trend yeah. and they're playing catch-up so they 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 they, they wouldn't want to, to play catch-up but they didn't have to they, right. they the best thing and i say this in my sales job all the time the biggest competitor i have is a status quo all day long because everybody wants to go along to get along. Nobody wants to change. It's it's so easy. If if things have always been this way, then okay, well, I'm comfortable with that. So what? And if I'm not being hurt by it, then why would I want to get uncomfortable? It's like I I, I see too often, you know, like for example, me. I used to weigh 385 pounds. Yeah. Losing 180 pounds at first, that was a tough job. Yeah. And if I didn't get comfortable with being uncomfortable same thing looking at like how we engage in conversations we have to get comfortable engaging in difficult conversations but when you look at the people who want who don't want us to have that conversation like they would much rather have a situation where we're not having this conversation like libertarians not having a conversation on a podcast where it can't be regulated like that's why they want that neutrality to begin with because then they could i I work in telecom so like they want to take control of the means of disseminating the information so if that was controlled by the government 
well, guess what? Now all of a sudden, you can start tossing in all the different uh, different laws that, that go in with the FCC, and right. oh, let's just toss in podcasts casually, like John Brennan tossing libertarians as domestic oh, terrorists, that was right? Crazy, and, right. and that <laughs> yeah. and that's yeah. the slippery slope. And I know it's a logical fallacy, technically, but with government, it's not a logical fallacy because they have one thing that a logical fallacy doesn't. It's monopoly, the monopoly on your attention and the monopoly on quite literally your livelihood. Like they, you will believe and listen to the government, and if you don't, we're gonna throw you in a cage. And and by the way, partially, partially. I mean, we get thrown in cages, yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't yeah, like that. I'm that saying, sucks. But yeah, I'm saying not always is it going to be to that extreme. No, but the point is, it right. can be that extreme, though. Why, hold hold on, can, can I ask? Yeah, so sure. why not though? Why not? To can, that can give me an example of how it wouldn't get to that extreme. Because we still got like protests and shit. There's still like laws. I think everything can be changed, right, through voting, and that's and that's the point. But is that sure. good thing? Yeah. Why? Why wouldn't it? Because then you're putting in charge. So Neil, who... Adam, and I vote three right. to one that we want your money. That's not what we're voting on. We're, but, voting, but... On who, <laughs> we're, we're voting on who's in charge of what particular uh, structure that we put in, right? Right. So that so that's my point. My point is, this can be all fixed if we can find a way that po if politics can attract people who want to do well, not. The monsters that we have now. So how do you? It does it now, right? So how, okay, right, how, do how do you do that? Though? Right? How do you do it though? Man, you take money got, out of politics. What, what's the you incentive? Take money out of politics. We all, I think that's a. I think everyone truthfully agrees on that, right? I think the left, right, not the politicians. Because, I mean, yeah, people. I would, because sorry, the, the power structure. Yes. No, because right. I think the Republicans are just corporate people. They're just. They're just they're doing the bidding for the corporate. How, so can I, this is live, by the way. I, I, no, live for us. It's live for us. If you had to guess. Who did the Democratic Party primarily support? Was it was it or who was it primarily supported by of this past election? If you had to pick, oh, I mean, like they get corporate money too. I'm not. No, saying... no, no, no. By by people from those corporations. What do you mean? So, like, if you look at the average person from those corporations, they where their money went from individual donations predominantly went to the 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 Democratic candidates. So the right. people who make up those corporations are not Republican. They're Overtly Democrat, yeah, like and their saying, dollars show. It's, it's like saying Apple's fucking right. <laughs> it's like Apple's very left leaning company. So is Google. They all are. Yeah, but they also give money to Mitch McConnell. Yeah, but he's not. But he's not. So but that's I, my point. That's but that's my, the problem, though. Right, is no, that, that, it's, it, it's this pendulum swing. Right, pendulum. Have to it get doesn't it matter as long as I put in for a little for put a little money on black and I'll put a little money on red. <laughs> how can I lose? But, but, but that's my point. But here's the problem, though. It is. If we were to just keep doing this idea of voting to get the best people in, well, how do you how do we determine how to do the voting? It's through a democratic process, right? Yeah. So how do you win a democratic majority? You have to be in their face. Right. But also, isn't that overtly a populist message? Yeah. Right. Theoretically, yeah. yeah. So so in order to actually get a democratic, a true democracy right. enacted, you have to be a populist candidate. Now, I don't know about you guys, but just looking at history, I know that when we look at overtly, solely populist candidates, things don't end out too well. Trump. So uh, Trump. He I mean, was go, very popular. Yeah, Trump, <laughs> go, go yeah. through the list. I mean, oh, even Obama was overtly oh, popular. Oh, yeah. Shit, Obama. Yeah, uh, hope and change popular. was yeah. like the, the mantra. So yeah. my point is, is that we need to have this idea that the populism exists out there. Mm -hmm. But like we have to get rid of the, the incentive structures that want it to be used for like the group domination. Right. right? Because right. all it takes is. And this is one the dangerous things about democracy is that while you might think that the good guys are in control today. All it takes is one or two of those good guys to then, like, maybe decide that there's something more that they want, and maybe they want it in nefarious ways, and they know they can use government to to accomplish that. So you start; it's like a the the, the little uh, death by a thousand cuts. Right. Like you you start to okay, I'll do this one little you know, shady thing in government. It's okay, and then time and time again, it goes worse and worse and worse and worse. And it just becomes, well, it's not what it I'm doing. It also has the ability to, you have the ability to do good things. Yeah, but but, right. but here's the thing. Don't don't we have the ability to do good things outside of government? Right. It's yeah, a I lot of good so things. Too. I think you get more good saying, stuff done, though, outside of government. Because... I, think both, I think both models can work. It's just whether it's now finding the government to allow for both models to work. So if I were to say, Jesse, you, you have $1,000 $1, right now, right? Yeah. So... Tax day's coming up, my birthday, okay, April 15th. <laughs> so for, for my birthday, I'm going to tell the federal government to take $1,000 of your taxes that you were going to be paying, and they're going to give it to you. 
Okay? You have a $1,000 check in your hand. Yeah. Jesse, would you want to go ahead and say, you know what? I trust that Philadelphia is going to do a better job of my $1,000. <laughs> or you're going to look and try to find organizations in the greater Philadelphia area that you support based on a mission-oriented cause that you can give that money to and directly see where that money goes. Which one do you, would you feel more comfortable doing? I mean, I don't know if to trust either. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. But, but, but here's the thing, is that if you don't take my offer, I'm just going to revoke the offer and let government take it anyways. Because that's what they're going to do if they didn't, right? Because right, right, right. here's the thing, Jeff. But I'm, but I'm, hold, hold on, real quick. Real quick. This, 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 I'll go off the federal tax uh, model instead, so okay. instead of state. So let's. I, I pay. We had a lot of pay federal taxes, right? Dude, for a fact, this this is undebatable. That money, some of it for sure, is going to bombs to kill innocent brown kids overseas. Yeah, no, I know. And that. I'm not okay with that. No, definitely not. And no. I know my money is literally supporting murder of children, and I can't stop it because I'll go in a cage. So if anything I could do in the future to work towards me not murdering babies, I'm for. And that's honestly how I feel because I know that's where it's going. Now, it's while, not, not going to war. And like that's so <laughs> that's the hyperbolic answer, which I do agree with. Don't get me wrong. But I would say for more of a like a rational like approach to like how you want to deal with the money, because I think you're more in the mindset of like, well, it's not a matter of the government being inherently bad or good. It's the people who are in it, and we just got to put the right people in. Is that exactly. fair to say? Okay, right. Yeah. So I, I hear that argument, and I get that argument because I used to think the same thing. Right. But I've found, and it's it's frustrating because I grew up involved in local governance too, mm. is that just as easy for the federal government to have your money go towards killing brown kids over in the Middle East with your tax dollars, your money can be going to also nefarious places with the local government. True, we see exactly. this here in the greater yeah. Philadelphia area all the yeah. time. So. My argument and my pitch would be to you is that, listen, I want the same thing. I right. want a better situation for our local governance, especially because that's just going to raise all boats across the board. If, if exactly. your local communities get better, then you're just by the very nature more people are going to be doing better. So I want that, too. I just am looking at government and looking at the history of government as being a wholly inefficient means. And here's the best part. Right. And, and maybe because I, I got going soon because yeah, I got yeah. time. But technology is only new so long as you don't remember the technology before it, right? Mm. Think about it again. This little device here, okay? This little guy. Yeah. This is a little freaking computer Yeah. in our pocket. <laughs> There's a generation right now, they don't know a world where this didn't exist. Yeah, it's wild. Think about that, yeah. right? So this is the status quo. Yeah. So think about... When you're a kid, actually, bro, do you ever see that? Do you ever see the video of uh, they ask uh, the monkey? No, no. Oh, where they ask? Did you see the monkey playing pong? No. With yeah. his brain? Yes, I saw that. Holy I shit! That. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The Neuralink. Wild, the Neuralink thing. Yeah, that's gonna be status quo, though. Yeah, that will be status quo. No, there, there was this great. Like, it was like a cute video of like this, this parents and they're at, they asked uh, the dad like, hey, pretend you're on a phone, and he does this. Yep. And then they asked their kids, hey, pretend you're on a phone, and they just do this. Yeah. Yeah, because they're like, why would you do this? Yeah, so yeah. and it's, this, it's fun. And if people don't know at home, I'm doing the the uh, ring, the 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 thumb and yeah. pinky thing. Ring me up, right? And yeah. and the kids were just doing like they're holding a, a smartphone, a to brick their, to their eat, right? Yeah, it's wild to see that, but yeah. that makes sense. Yeah, and think about it, right? So there, there's a great book called Z Economy by mm. Jason Dorsey. I can't recommend it enough because it looks at Gen Z. Z Economy. Z Economy. Okay. And and it looks at Gen Z right. from a standpoint of well. Who are they? <laughs> yeah, they're <Right>? wild. <laughs> and, but here's the, here's where I get excited as a libertarian. They are overtly um, independent. Mm -hmm. They are overtly true. Uh, I uh, they enjoy like the the personality of like making themselves them. Yeah. They don't like this idea of like I am one of the the crowd. That does that's not their thing. And also with technology. So well, two things. One from a, a frame of reference for events. They don't remember nine eleven. Right. Like nine eleven. Oh, it's that's history, the, the actual history to them. Right. Right. And smartphones. Smartphones are their new thing. So yeah. think about the younger Gen Zers. They're growing up in a world where it's not uncommon to do homework from home and do schoolwork from home and do school from home. So now that's not a weird thing in the future. So what? It, how how can that not help the school choice argument for like getting kids to right. maybe go homeschool or do private school or online schooling? So. As the, the, the technology, and this is where I'm excited, is that libertarians have some of the best technology thinkers in the world, right? Yeah. Let's get those folks out there getting the solutions in place so then when the time comes that we're having this conversation about the $1,000 check, right. I can say, hey, Jesse, listen, I know that this is how it's been done. 
we give the thousand dollars to the government but listen there is this awesome new uh company and what they're doing is they're helping kids who are in low income areas get like education that would rival like ivy league schools i mean would you be interested in learning more mm. fuck yeah yeah right and by the way school choice is essentially like what happens now is again you just blindly pay taxes to the county or whatever yeah. and then the county chooses where your kid gets to go to school. No, I got that. And the whole point is like we want to the money like, to at least the, go to the kids. The money goes to the family. Yeah. yeah so yeah. so because again the schools have no incentive to do a good job. And where does the money go predominantly? It doesn't go to good teachers. Right. Exactly. It goes to administrators. And again, mm-hmm. my, my wife's a t- again, uh, you know, Jess, but my wife's a teacher. And my wife's in the, the uh, school district. Yeah, yeah, she, yeah, I get she, it. She works uh in a private school, private Catholic school. Okay. But I see how hard she works. Like she doesn't get home to like six thirty <laughs> sometimes. Like she actually gives a fuck. She's like the she's the chair of her department. Like she works so fucking much, and then her co not all of them. Some of her coworkers barely exist. Yep, and they make the same dollar. And it's like, why is that fair? Incentive structures, man. It's right. It, yep. it, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. No, and and that's and unfortunately, that's the ultimate thing about government is that. Mm-hmm. The incentive structures are there for it to just constantly make itself bigger. It, you guys watch The Office? Yeah, yeah, of course. No? Okay. Well, it, it's a great scene in The Office. I can't recommend it enough. Because what happens is, it's it, the premise for the episode is they are going to have a budget surplus. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, this is a great episode. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> and they get to choose between copiers or chairs. Right. And, and Michael asks Oscar, the accountant, to explain to him what's a surplus right <laughs> and and and, my, and oscar uses the example of a lemonade stand and he's like well if if you your mommy and daddy <laughs> give you five dollars to go start a lemonade stand so you go out you, you buy the lemons you buy the water you buy the the, the sugar and you, you you get ready to make your lemonades and you, you you make all that money back well then mommy and daddy are gonna come up back to you and they're gonna say how much money do you have left and you're gonna say well if you didn't spend it all you're gonna say i well here's a dollar back right well then next year when mommy and daddy are going to give you money to start a lemonade stand, they're going to only cost you $4. So they're going to give you $4. So there's an incentive structure in place to spend an extra dollar. Well, right. guess what? The government's incentive to spend an extra dollar is your tax dollar. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not like out of the goodness of what's best for the government to help people. It's out of the fact that we need to spend this money. Otherwise, that money goes away. And we don't want the money to go away because people are government. We make up government. So if we as people are inherently flawed, then government as an organization of inherently flawed people will inherently have incentive structures that are not good in place to keep them in those positions of power mm. because there is no means to focus on spending the money in more efficient or effective ways so at least in the office they got to choose between right. copiers or it's chairs, chairs right. right something that's collectively good for the entirety of the office whereas if if you're trying to get rid of the money for for a, a faceless government organization i mean maybe you end up putting Ten thousand, fifteen thousand dollars of that into cup holders for for different. Um, I think it was a different uh, Boeing plane that they did for the military. Yeah, yeah. It's like fifty. Yeah. Check that out. It's like fifty, yeah. fifteen or fifty thousand dollar cup holders, right? Yeah. So like, like what? Yeah, again, that could go into literally anything useful. Right. <laughs> like, so, and, anything and, useful. and that's and that's inherently the problem. Right. And that's what I'm trying to do. Um. And shit, I gotta get going. But no, I know. Sorry. That, <laughs> and, and, but that's what I'm trying to do is to try and focus on like. We're not different. We all have the same spidey senses tingling that shit's weird. Like something's yeah. not right. And it's like on, and this is for the libertarians up there. Hi folks, the libertarians out there is to like say, listen, our solutions overtly are not governmental because we don't want it to go back to the problems that exist in the first place. We're trying to eliminate those incentive structures from the onset. So we don't have to get to that point instead. And and then we can correct the the private market things like we do now when that time comes. But instead of having to worry about being thrown in a cage, if you stand up too strongly against that, that organization, well, then maybe you just can't shop at that place anymore. That might be the the ultimate (laughs) uh, consequence versus being thrown in a cage for the rest of your life. That's that's a great place to end, not going to jail. Uh, Brian, <laughs> tell everybody where they can find you and your show, please. Yeah. Your great podcast. Thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, so it's the Brian Nichols Show. Um, you can find me pretty much anywhere you uh, you get your podcast. But if you're looking specifically, briannicholsshow.com. Um, as for me, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, minds.com, parlor.com, B, Nichols Liberty. Uh, we're doing four days a week. It's wow. been wild. So we do a Sunday <laughs> candidate series on Sundays, um, interviewing candidates all across the United States who are pro-liberty candidates, Republicans, Democrats, uh, Libertarians, all 
those in between. Uh, then we have our, our main shows, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. We're having three amazing guests per week talking about issues that people care about. And my goal for my audience, educate, enlighten, and inform. So uh, you can find it all your major podcasts. Also, we just instituted a new video uh, format. So, oh, yeah, we're, we're just blasting <laughs> Roll, off, brother. man. Yeah, we're having a lot of fun. So uh, appreciate the, the time, Dude, man. Absolutely coming. fantastic uh, conversation. No, Thank for you. sure, man. Uh, go check out Brian's a good Twitter follow if you guys care about Liberty. So go give Brian a good Twitter follow. Also, I was on his podcast. Go listen to that episode. It was fun. That was a lot of fun, yeah. <laughs> it was being nonsense on that show. Uh, it was super fun. Uh, again, guys, you can check me out at Adam Nutter, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Adam Nutter Comedy on Facebook and TikTok. Uh, DropTent.com for all the other great podcasts. Please go check out, again, Cult of Us. I do with uh, Neil Woods, my comedy show. Slapstick Sports I do with Jesse. It's comedy and sports. And my Garbage Opinions podcast I do with a bunch of other guys. That is fun. Um, uh, again, May 4th, I'll be in Staten Island, the Little Victory Theater. Do I have shows. a plug, too. Go. April 22nd. Oh, shit. This isn't going to air, is it, before then? Now, oh, fuck. If it doesn't, April 22nd, <laughs> microdose.buzz, uh, the heroic dose. I'm hosting a panel. It's a psychedelics um, as an alternative form of men medicine for veterans in the military, PTSD, depression, anxiety, fo focusing nice. on that as an alternative form of medicines. I'm hosting awesome. a panel. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and if folks are interested, they can go ahead to my show notes in my uh, my most recent episodes. Click the, the link in the show notes. You get 100% off the uh, the the. Uh, actual conference uh, cost, so you can go ahead and watch the entire day's worth of uh, oh, conferences, cool. um, but specifically mine's at uh, 10 o'clock Eastern, 11 o'clock uh, Central, I think, or I maybe have that flipped. Wait, 10, no. Yeah, 11, cent 11, yeah, 11, 11 Eastern, Eastern 10, 10 o'clock Central, yeah. yeah, so uh, I definitely appreciate though if folks would go ahead and uh, support yeah, that. Sure, it, it's a great cause, too. No, for sure, I'll try to get this. I mean, really, there really is no order of how to, to put these out. This might be, I heard it's the third episode. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Alright, well, fuck people. You guys will figure it out. Guys, thanks for fucking listening again. Tune in on the Porcupine. We're out. Thanks for listening. Find Adam on social media, Twitter and IG at Adam Nutter or Facebook and TikTok at Adam Nutter Comedy. And for podcasts and merch, check out www.droptent.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode.